What up? This is Garb's Infinite. You want to stay up to date with the dopest tunes that's out right now? Make sure you check back weekly to TurboCityOfficial.Name.com. It's going down. Popolitikin.com Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, T.J. Moses, the young lioness. And I'm politicking with my boy, Poe, on Popolitikin. This is a TurboCity.net poll politicking exclusive. I am now politicking with Tedra Moses. Moses, how you doing today? I'm very blessed, darling. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So for an icebreaker, I just want you to uh, tell us, how would you describe yourself, you know, just as a normal person, not as a, like, artist or everything, just a normal, everyday person? How would you describe yourself? Well, 
just living in my own world. I kind of like, ever since I was a kid, I had my own little world I lived in. I was one of those kids with imaginary friends, even though I had three other siblings, four other siblings, actually, two brothers and two sisters. I just always had my, was in my own little world, doing my own thing. And I'm kind of reclusive, but at the same time, I'm a lot of fun, and I'm social, and I'm goofy. I don't take myself very seriously. Yeah, you sound like me a little bit. So you had like a, uh, you remember that movie Drop Dead Fred? Yeah, I had a job. I had a job there for <laughs> All right, so how, how, how would you describe yourself as an artist, songwriter, and a singer, I, or anything? I think that um, as an artist, I'm uh, I'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm really honest. I think I think I'm, I'm just honest to what I feel. I don't try to contrive things. Um, I don't try to stay within any trends or sounds. I just kind of try to be my, I try to be the best that, as, as, that I can as an artist, being whatever the medium may be. Like if I'm trying to write poetry or if I'm writing, or if I'm trying to draw something. Cause like sometimes I'll just, out of nowhere, just want to pick up a pen and a pad and start sketching. And I just try to be honest about what I feel and I just try to convey what it is I feel at that time because I think as an artist, the reason I do it is not really for anyone else but me. But the fact that I can make music and people um, appreciate it is a blessing, and I don't disregard it or, or, or um, not appreciate it in any way. But I think my, my main reason for doing it is myself. I would say I, I have it's to. Therapy. I say I have I have to disagree with that because I was going to actually say like when I listen to your music, it's like so soulful, and it's like you feel like you're singing to me. <laughs> So that's what I said. Like I actually connect with you when I'm listening to your music. It's not a lot of uh, far as like singers that I really connect to, but really what I'm doing. Yeah, because like I said, like that. Uh, I, you know, I never met you in them, but when I heard "Be Your Girl," that's, I, I felt like that's a girl telling me that, like they talking to me. You know. Well, that's good. And I'm gonna say, where do all that soul come from? Um, my mom. You know, my mom. My, my life experience growing up. We're a very soulful family. Like you know. We grew up in New Orleans, Louisiana, right outside of New Orleans in Canada, actually. We claim, we claim New Orleans because it's the closest city that everybody knows. And I grew up in a city where it's just a soulful city. It's a music city. It's an artistic city. It's a culture city. And you see real-life things. You know what I'm saying? You grow up seeing real... It's so much soul in, in that city and in my community that I grew up in, in the school that I went to, that I think that everybody that came out of that area and, and went to those schools, they... They got something that made them a little bit, you know, they got a little bit, a little touch of something special because of the experiences that we went through. You know, and I also grew up in a time where, you know, you saw people's parents, you know, walking the kids to school and being all normal and then crack. And after crack, shit just changed. And I think everybody in that era, if you didn't grasp some souls and your eyes were open, you weren't paying attention. You saw things change overnight. You saw you know, normal families turn into something that you never expected to see overnight. You know, you saw you saw so much crazy shit. And at the same time, in the midst of all that crazy craziness, we were happy. And it was fun. You understand what I'm saying? So I just think that's where my soul comes from. From the, my upbringing, who is a, was a, an extremely soulful um, gospel singer, to the experiences in my life. I think I had a very soulful upbringing. Yeah, you remind me of good times a little bit when you said that. <laughs> yeah, I really? But my life wasn't hardly bad, you know. I had, you know, my parents owned their home, two 
parent home up until a certain point when we moved, until we moved to California. But I think that, I, you know, I don't, I wouldn't want to trade my upbringing for anything. You know, I'm raising my kids now in a much more comfortable environment, but I still try to make sure I inject soul into their life. Yeah, I've been saying, uh... Make sure... I was gonna say actually, cause like you know, I try to you know we try to be on the motivational tip a little bit, like far as like inspirational stories. And I was reading that like you weren't actually like homeless in the streets, but you was like without a home for a while. So I want to know like yeah. how did you like come from that place? Cause some cause it's actually like it's this one homeless lady like I see her every day. I've been seeing her for like six years, and she never like you know you know what make you want to just you know you didn't give up. You you kept you know pursuing your dream. So what made you do that? Didn't have children. I might have thrown my hands up. And let me just note that I have not been around a place to stay once, but twice. You know, like, I went through a couple of times of, like, having to sleep where I can and send the kids to their grandmothers and stuff like that. But God is good because I've never had to sleep on the street and I've never had to live in a shelter. And I just think that my mother never gave up on me. You know, no matter what she went through, and I saw her go through far more. If if I thought my anything I went through in life was hard, then it was like a hundred times that for her. And I never, she never gave up on me, and she never gave up on my sisters and brothers. And I just think that um, if God is in you, then there's nothing the world can bring against you to break you. If God is in you, you just don't break. You know what I mean? Because you have this faith that He will suffice. He'll give you everything you need eventually, even when you're crying to him you know you're not crying and, and giving up you're just crying out I can't go any further and at that point when you just let it go like I can't do anymore God help me I'm crying out or whatever he just kind of just scoops you up and takes you along and you look back and you don't even know how you got from point A to point B but you're here and that's kind of just how it goes I can't tell you I know no special tricks because I don't <laughs> I don't have no special advice to give anybody I follow God I mean some people choose other things or to call it something else. They got different kind of practices, you know, yoga and breathing. I do all that stuff too, but at the ultimate, you know, it's like, I follow God. My mother taught me that. I saw her go through so many things, but through it all, she triumphed because she kept God at the forefront of everything, and that that was her answer to everything, prayer. So that's kind of what I do. And and motivation, you know, you got to keep moving. You can never stop. You're living. But, you know, your life is not going to stop. As long as you're breathing, things are going to keep moving, and you can't stop in the midst of it. That's just kind of impossible to me. Okay. And I wanted to ask you about your, I want to talk about your your first album back in 2004, that Complex Simplicity. And they really, like, I was reading the review. I mean, I heard it, but I was listening to reading the reviews and everything, too. And they basically compared it to a classic, and they compared it to the people like Mary J. Blige, Denise Williams, Tina Marie. And I want to know, how do you feel about that? Uh, it's surreal. You know, it's very surreal. And it's it's crazy because I just don't know, sweetie. I don't even know how to tell you how I feel about that because it's just surreal. You know, like, I, I still don't grasp that. And it's been a long time. People will walk up to me on the street and just be like, I just want to tell you that this album did. And that, to me, the people walking up to you on the street and, like, one-on-one, it's far more than any critic that gets paid to say things could ever, you know, don't get me wrong, I appreciate the critics saying that, I really, really do. I think the critical acclaim is one of the reasons why I can continue to make music and make money doing it, but when people walk up to you on the street and tell you how much something affects them or come up to you shaking and crying at a concert, like, yo, you really affect me and I just want you to know how you got me through, you just, all I can think of is like, I didn't do it though, you know what I mean, like, I can't explain it, like, you know, I know that I'm just Tidra and I know that I'm just 
this little girl that was just trying to figure my life out. And I just wrote out what I was thinking, trying to figure my life out and my emotions and love and, and life all in, on these songs because I was going through those things at that time. That's all I was doing. So I can't can't even wrap my head around it. I'm, I'm appreciative and I feel very honored and blessed, but I'm humble because I know that that was something, that was some experience God had me going through at the time. And I don't know. I don't even know. I, I really don't know, but I'm appreciative. I just know that, you know, that's beyond me. And I try to look at my talent in that sense, period, because I know where it comes from. And I know that at any moment I'm not meant to do this anymore. He'll take that and let somebody else be the, the vessel for that. You know, I, I just feel like I'm just here to, even if it's about a, a song about sex or whatever, I'm just here to open my heart and pour out whatever it is that God puts on it for me to say. And that's all I did. So I don't know. It's very hard for me to wrap my head around it. I'm appreciative, though. Yeah, I was gonna say too, but at the same time, it didn't um it didn't really get a lot of mainstream success. And I wanted to say like, what do you think the reason behind that? Like bad promotion or like just people just slept on it or what? Um, well, people may have slept on it because it just was nothing to bring them to it uh, like that. You know, it was one video and then it was a wrap. You know what I mean? And that's okay because everything works at God's speed and His will and His time. And so I just figured as well. My mind state was never to be just on a level of like a Beyonce or something like that. It still isn't to this day. I, I just wanted to make music and travel the world and have enough fans to like pay enough money for me to take care of my kids to live comfortable. Like really, honestly, I just um, I don't think I ever really wanted stardom. And, and everybody that you see with that wanted it. And they, and they went for it, you know, and I think I just more so set out to make quality music and um, be a good performer and uh, try to do it as long as I can. My goals are a little bit different than a lot of people in the music industry because I never wanted to be a superstar. You say, what, what's your Zodiac sign? I wanted to make music. What's your uh, Zodiac sign? would be a sexy Sagittarius. Oh, I was like, you got a lot of confidence. <laughs> I feel the same way, though, because, like, at the same time, I want to be successful, but I don't want to be, like, out there, out there, because, I don't know, I still want a little... I don't want to be out there, like, out there, sweetheart. I want to be whatever God has me. But my intention is not to make people love me, because I love myself, and God loves me, and my family loves me. So if they choose to, great. If they don't, I can't do shit about that. I'm not about to stress my life. You know, and that, you have to have a personality that want people to love you to be a superstar that cares if people are displeased with you. You know, only re only way I would care if somebody is displeased is if I've done something that I know in my heart of hearts that have hurt you. But oh. I can't please everybody. I, I can't please everybody, and I'm not going to ever start being that kind of person. I would say, so this, this actually goes to, uh, it was another article I read I read from you that you did. It was a call, it was said, uh, I choose to be an artist over fame, so it has to kind of relate to that. Like, you just want to be a real artist and do what you feel. I want to be an artist. I want to be an artist, like, in every sense, you know. I want to one day get to a point where I can design furniture. You know, I want to really take time and travel the world, and I want to get inside of myself as a sketch artist, you know. I want to do a lot. I just feel like God has given me creativity, and it's abundant. I don't have to, I don't have to push myself to you know one medium. I read somewhere where Fiona Apple, who I love and adore her for her first and second album, um, and she said, I don't always want to be a singer and songwriter. It's not who I am. And I'm not saying it's in the sense of me. I'm just saying what she said. She said, it's not who I am. So some days I just want to be the girl on Santa Monica Beach bumming, you know, with my guitar just sitting there, killing. That's some, 
say this is where I want to be. And I think that you have to want to always be on in order to be a superstar. But you could be a rock star every day, all day. Because it's just a part of your personality and what you were born with. And I feel like certain people, when God let them out their mother's womb, they came out with this little thing about them. And I think I got that thing, that rock star thing. It's not about superstardom for me. You know, I wasn't made who I am. Uh, what my personality is is not contrived. It's just who I am. And I've learned over a period of time from high school to the age I am now that it's something about that is magnetic. And I don't say that in the sense of arrogance. I really don't. It's all observation. And, you know, it's something magnetic about the way I speak about myself, the way I feel about myself. I feel good about myself, and I think people like to be around me because I feel good about myself. And then some people totally get the fuck away from me because they feel like she feels too good about herself. You know what I mean? I don't know, but superstardom, fame, I feel so good about myself. I don't need somebody else to tell me I'm special. I know it, you know, and it's not that I wouldn't appreciate it. It's not that um, I won't take it if that's what God has for me and do my best with it. It's just not my desire, and I have to be honest about that. Yeah, and I would say I know you know you've been dropping a lot of mixtapes, and um, I actually listened to the last on the Royal Patience, and I was reading you got a new album coming out too, so I just wanted you to talk about both of them, the mixtape and the album. Um, well, all my mixtapes are just uh, um necessary thing I have to do to relieve myself of music, you know that I have to get it out, and it's, it's most of the time it's songs I've done over a large period of time, and you know. Even though I do the music for myself, I'm aware there's a lot of people that support me, and they continue to support me, and they push me along, and they tell me, don't quit, never, please keep giving us music, and that's what I do free mixtapes for, because people want to hear my music, you know? I really wish music could be free. I have this theory that it should be some type of sponsorship that pays for music, and everybody gets music free, and then you just get your, you know, royalties from the radio and licensing and stuff like that. I think music should be free. It should be like... I ain't going to say the other thing I think should be free. And school should be free and shelter should be free. But those things should just be free, you know. But um, I do that because it's emotions that I feel like I want to get out. So I get them out in song. But as much as I do it for myself, like I said, I do want people that do appreciate what I do to hear it. And that's what that's for. And I know I've been taking a very long time to get an album out to everyone. And people get frustrated with me. But I think sometimes when I give them bits and pieces of music to let them know that I'm still doing music, that I have every intention of putting out an album, it's a lot that the consumer don't understand about what it takes to put out an album, you know, and it's all as well, this is my life. It's not a career. It's a, my life, and my career happens to be in my life. And sometimes in my life, certain things happen where my career can't be the only focus. I have twin sons, and sometimes I have to just fall back and take care of what needs to be taken care of for my home base to be together. And that time had to happen for me and then get back into music. And then also, as well, shifting careers, you know, at a certain point I had to look at what was making the money and writing was making the money. So I just went over there and got the money. But then at a certain point I just realized, okay, it's time because I feel exactly like what I said I was, the Young Linus. You know, I called myself Young Linus since the first album, but I didn't even know why. But today I truly understand it. It's very clear it's time to put out the album because I understand exactly what I'm talking about now. The vision was given to me a long time ago, but I was working on the vision for years and years and years and years, and that's where you get all these little mixtapes and stuff from because I hadn't solidified what it was I was supposed to do and what the message that I was really trying to say. And um, now I got it. So now it's time. And it may be, you know, far along from when people expect it or when they want it, but that's just not how shit works all the time. Yeah, I mean, so people can still rock with me. 
I would say actually, uh, like I, I said, I was listening to the mixtape. Like it's all original music, so shit, it really it sounds like an album to me because it's all original music. Yeah, a lot of them are like original stuff. I put a lot of original stuff out, but that's not what I want the young lines to be. You know, don't get me wrong. It's, you might find similarities or whatever, but I I want to rock me first. Before I can rock somebody else, I gotta rock me. You know, and I just want this complete package. And I know people don't listen to albums anymore, and people just want one song here and there. But I think the people that dig my music and get into my music like complete projects. You know, they feel the kind of people that dump the whole album into the iPod and they go through that whole album when they're riding down the street or going long drives to Vegas or, you know, cleaning up their house or studying for exams. I think they still want to hear whole album, you know. I think. Maybe I'm old school with that, but... No, nah, you ain't old school. Our, our form of making an album is just great. You know, there's certain albums like Maxwell's last album and... Um, and uh, Rick Ross's, uh, I forget which one, was it Bigger Than Life or maybe I can't remember what the damn album was called, but the last one he put out. Just a really good front to back, and I just want to be a part of that team of people that great, get, you know, really good front to back albums. So I just can't say, oh, I got all these songs. They're all good songs, but they don't really have no the focal point. I'm trying to get a point, but they cost, but they're good songs, so we're going to make an album. I don't really want to do that. I just really want it to be good to me. And then somebody might say, oh, this ain't good. This ain't as good as blah, blah, blah. I can't worry with that. But if I rock me, then I did my job. So what advice would you want to give to, uh, you know, I guess just people that want to get in the music industry as a writer or as a, uh, both ways, if they want to do it as a singer and then if they want to do it as an artist or just a, just somebody that want to get in the industry, what advice would you give them? Um, the same advice I would give anybody wanting to do anything. First and foremost, know what the fuck you're doing. You know what I mean? I, do you know how many people I know from my family to all kinds of They want to be rappers and they want to blah, 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 but what, are you good? You know what I'm saying? Like, first you got to stop and say, can I do this? You know, am I good at this? Not just can I, you know, is it okay? Because you have to stand out. You know, in this industry, everybody wants to be a superstar, man. You can go on YouTube and, you know, fart your way into fame. You know what I'm saying? So it's like everybody wants to be a superstar. So you just got to make sure... You have something about yourself that is unique, either in your grind, where maybe your music is not that good, but your grind is magnificent, or your music is so amazing that it's going to stand out, make sure that something is good about you. After you have that down pat, then you take, especially as an artist, you look at your, first look at the first five blocks that you live on. Saturate those first. Then push out to the next five. Then push up. You got the whole city. And concentrate on where you are now. I know a lot of people want to get to... The, you know, get to, like, if they live in Milwaukee, they want to get to New York or L.A. or whatever, figure out how you can get it popping where you are. I think that in the way the industry is now, whether you're a producer or a singer or somebody, you got to make these people come to you because there's so many people in their face saying, hey, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. And you can do that while you're making them come to you, but you have to make them come. You can't you can't think that they're just going to pick you up because you're here and you're halfway deep. You have to draw them to you. You know, there's artists that been around and been doing. They still have to make sure people come to them. They still have to, you know, be do something specific in their marketing campaign or make something specific in their music that draws people to them. You can't just be mediocre in talent and business. One of them got to be on another level. And if your music is me- mediocre, then you need to really step up your business game as far as your marketing and creative ideas of how you're going to get your music to people. And like I said, that could just be right there in your neighborhood. Start with where you are. That's my best advice. 
Alright, and I want to know, do you have anything you want to say to your fans? Yes, thank you, 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 thank you. Uh, I don't think, Cole, they understand how much I truly appreciate them. If you ever see me on the street, walk up to me, say hi, please, I appreciate it. I don't feel like I'll ever be a person that won't appreciate it. I'm so grateful. I'm grateful that they're still here, first off. <laughs> I'm really, really grateful that people still follow and appreciate it and support me and push me along and pray for me. I try to do the same for them. I just feel like if they connect to my music because I'm being honest, then they connect to me as a person. And in this universe, we are friends. And I really appreciate them. Uh, I want to say I appreciate you for coming through doing an interview uh, for us. Thank you, baby. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you. Yeah. You want to tell them your website, Twitter, everything like that? Yes. Yes, we are at uh, twitter.com at pedramoses. Um, we have pedra-moses.com, which we have something very special coming up. It's, right now, it's just there, the page, and you can download the mixtape. But we're building it up right now. We have this really special thing that's a surprise. I'm going to start promoting pretty soon. It's like a, a, a launch party we're going to have on the site where I perform live, and everybody over here that can come and see. So it's going to be great. Um, also, Facebook, I don't go on there, and I'm not going to sit here and lie like I'll be on Facebook. I'm actually going to ask more for promotion, but I don't even know what it is. How does Facebook work? What is it, like Facebook slash teacher Moses or something? I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know, but I got one of those. And I'm, um, and we have the MySpace, MySpace.com slash teacher Moses. So check us out. Put your guards down It made you want to stick around Can't help the way your heart pounds Cause love makes everybody right So let's find heaven Well I'm teaching Moses on the throne Daddy. Daddy.